easier on the old orange juice, I think. Wait a minute. How'd I end up in the cloud-based control room? I'll ask the questions. Oh. Where have you been for the last three months? Oh, uh, well, I'm doing the randomizer on the Jerry Anderson podcast, mostly. I'm afraid you'll have to prove it. Okay. Well, all the episodes are available online, actually. Oh, and in fact, I've got the machine itself right here, too, apparently. Uh, do Jamie and Richard know about this? Are they around? Well, I don't know if I should be participating in this sort of interview thing without their permission. Or can't, because you don't know them. I'll have you know that I went to see Mind Warp with them at the BFI only a few weeks ago. Brian Blessed brought the house down. Literally. A very interesting incident. But it doesn't convince me you are Captain Blue. Well, I... Hold up. You think I'm... Oh no, see, Captain Blue, he's the guy in in blue, with blonde hair. You have his file right there. It... I demand an explanation. Yes, that's him. Uh, Captain Blue, hello. I was just explaining to Mr. Colgan here that I'm not you. You see, Mr. Colgan, you have his picture in your file right there. You'd have to agree that's far more him than me. Possibly. There is a likeness, but plastic surgery can work wonders. Look, will one of you press the button on the randomizer for me? I... I'd really rather like to get out of here. All right, if this is some sort of game, I'll play along. Thank you very much. Who are you, and what are you doing here? He's I'm Captain, Captain Blue. Blue. Very interesting. But so far, you've told me nothing to establish who you are. Look, Colgan, would you just pass me the printout? I'm going mad here. All in good time. Oh, fine, I'll get it myself. Right, what? Oh. Well, here's a show we've not seen for a very long time, and it's offering something that I could really rather do with right now. Here's Joe 90 with Business Holiday. Tell me about it. Well, what a surprise. What a, a deep, deep slice of joy for me to be back with Joe 90. And uh, after his um, just um, runaway success on the randomizer last year everybody loved his repeated appearances i think this is this is the is this the first time he's appeared this year i remember there was one at the beginning of the year or maybe the very end of last year but other than that it's been a long old eight months or so since we last saw our most special agent here so i'm really looking forward to today's episode business holiday Straight away we have a parade of um, reused props, uh, various vehicles that appeared in The Most Special Agent. And of course, you have this thing in that happens a few times in the Anderson shows. They all leave the shop, then they all go round again with slightly different markings. And you can always tell because something about the, the shot changes. There's a little bit of grass or something that moves. It, it, oh, control. Yes, sir. Anyway, these the naughty guys have taken over Benelita Base. They have no alternative. Our new government threw them out. This country now has the power to make the rest of the world sit up and listen. And uh, which country are we exactly, sir? Don't ask such stupid questions. You know we will never say. Um, is Benelita a real place? I, I doubt it. But this opening... It feels like it should have come before the opening titles. Like that, there, that's where the opening titles should have gone. And I know they didn't do the pre-title sequence on every episode, but this, oddly to me, feels like one where it, it really should have been. We're back in Joe's room. Oh, he's got a gun. 
He's got a he's got a shotgun. Of course. Joe and I are taking a holiday, and that's the end of it. Oh, but Mac, where's your no, Sam? Mac, you only just got back from a holiday. As I said, you've been off for eight months. We haven't had a real break for over two years. Oh. All right, Mac. All right. I can see you made up your mind. I'm not going to argue. Good. Joe. I do like the. Uh, um, not quite. Dad. The way that, uh, much like in a double agent, it kind of sort of have our, our our main characters butting heads over an issue. Again, we have it here, slightly more subtly. Mac wants to take Joe on holiday. Sam and Shane want. Want Joe to carry out a mission to uh, um, ever, ever been to um, Barova? Destroy Benelita Base. No. You recommend it? And they're Break they're place. trying very subtly to uh, push them. I'm ready, Dad. Out in that direction to have them where they need to be when they're going to be needed. Where are we going, Dad? Oh, I think it's somewhere, Joe. There's um, some wonderful surfing there. Where? Barova. I wish I knew how to surf, right? It must be great. Surf You'll ride? Be able to do it, Joe. In a few years, when you're a stronger swimmer. Mac, I've got a great idea. Let's is that real turn, surf ride? Some sort of delaying tactic. What do you mean, delaying tactic? To get me involved in the assignment you came down about. Mac, I just want to help you and Joe enjoy your vacation. I'm sorry, Sam. It was a wonderful idea to give Joe the brain pattern of an aquanaut. Well, we may as well use the big rat for pleasure as well as business. I'll and of course, you have um, the the, right, the electrodes do. that are in the glasses. I think he has a pair of goggles with those built in as well. Yeah, and here's a nice touch. Aquanaut. Sam's looking at a whole list of um, uh, of brain yes. patterns, names Joe. and occupations, and there are so many names there that we've seen in previous episodes. However, there is a slight problem here that one of the names on this list is. Angela Davis, who you will remember from, because I think we've done it on the randomizer before, the episode Three's a Crowd, which ended with Joe sort of. She'd, um, she was um, pretending to be in love with Mac, and he had fallen for her quite heavily. And the episode ended with uh, Joe and Sam had sort of driven her away in such a way that Mac never knew. He never knew that they'd secretly recorded her brain pattern and then transferred it to Joe and got her to confess what her evil plan was. But now, apparently, somewhere between then and now, he found out, and the rather sweet, charming ending of Three's a Crowd was uh, presumably utterly destroyed. But, um, still, continuity. Can't knock him for trying. They're off to Barova on the uh, Flight 104 jet. It's a very nice place. Nice stock footage. We won't be back for lunch. We're spending the day on the beach. Oh, and there's that newspaper again. That Fire 98 saved from London plane that turns up in... Uh... Oh, was it? Brink of Disaster? I think it turns up in the Secret Service as well. Hotel Andero. Yes. Yes, we do have a Professor McLean and his son staying at the hotel, sir. No. No, we, we don't have any uh, notion of confidentiality at this oh. resort. Surprise, then. I understand. Well, that's, that's something, again, that, that seems very easy to do in uh, TV and films, doesn't it? Not, not so much current, but definitely older. It was just, is that person staying there? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're in room such and such, and here's the key. Go and surprise them. But there's a dodgy man with a cast on his leg. Meanwhile, Sam 
He's spying on them through binoculars in a not particularly subtle pink and orange striped shirt. Here, don't forget your goggles, or you won't swim like an aquanaut. Sneaky man is uh, sat on a deck chair nearby. It's the world president again. Oh, up to no good, or is he? There you are, sir. Room 19. Next door to Professor McLean, as you requested. Thank you. So, yep, yeah, that's Shane Weston also checking into the hotel. And now... The professor seems a very popular man. Yeah. I know it sounds silly, but someone stole my swimming trunks. I left them in my beach bag while I went to buy an ice cream. And when I came back, someone had taken them. Did they take it? Right, so, um... No, just the trunks. Yeah, sorry, I, I got distracted there because the plot is, um... Coming at us thick and fast. You've got another pair at the hotel. Uh, th this is another episode that shows how I wouldn't say ruthless I, or insensitive necessarily, just how utterly dedicated Sam Louver and Shane Weston are to exploiting Joe and Mac to the extent where they've both followed them on holiday. And um, nice, Joe. Like it's not too much of a spoiler to let you know that one of them well, Joe, has stolen Joe's swimming trunks. Okay, Dad. Good night. Um, night, Joe. These are the the number one and number two agent of a world security organization going around stealing little boys' swimming trunks. Don't they have anything better to do with their time? Like, I don't know, world security things? And here, here, we, here we have it again. Here is a... Uh, Shady character with a uh, stocking over his head. Joe's finding the room has been ransacked, and there's a knot. Yeah, actually, a stocking over the face doesn't really disguise a puppet. Stop! If I ever get my hands on whoever did this, you work for him. It was Shane what Weston. It's, was and that's that? that's some. Um, Shane Weston just shoved Joe to the floor. In order to escape. But don't worry, I intend to get to the bottom of this. Yes, Dad. It's get just so. Now, it's another one of those episodes where you can just sit and analyse Mac and Joe's relationship with with Shane and Sam and Win to the nth degree, and the the basic con conclusion you come up with, whichever way you look, is it's not healthy. It's not healthy what Sam Louver and Shane Weston are doing. Presumably there are like, I don't know, the Eastern Alliance is probably building a death ray on the moon or something and Sam and Shane are pootling around in Barova stealing swimming trunks from little boys. Tell me, has anyone been asking for me? Well, uh, there was one gentleman. What did he look like? Can you describe him? Well, as a matter of fact, he's on the terrace now, sir, having an early breakfast. It also doesn't say much for Sam and Shane's uh, capabilities as intelligence op operatives that they are spying on Mac and Joe. But here we have Sam just sat on the terrace having a, an early breakfast. Miss? Yes, sir? My uh, friend on the terrace asks for me. Tell him I've taken my son along the coast. We're going to Retfer. Taxi! Yes, sir. I want to go to Redford. Oh, that's over 80 miles, sir. I'm in a hurry. Let's go. And that's Sam shipped off on a 
very long day out. That should take care of Mr. Louver for the day. While Mac and Joe stay back at the hotel. Yes, Dad. They reckon without the huge man with the cast. I'm afraid, sir, I haven't got one in the shop. A man just bought my entire stock. What? This is ridiculous. This is this is the head of a world security organization. Oh, the um. World President's back reading a newspaper. He's now got the other regular prop newspaper. A Red Arrow test flight tragedy. Colonel Casey to be replaced. He has a lot of test flight tragedies, does Colonel Casey. you think they would have gotten around to replacing him by now, but... You walk on, Joe. I'll hide in this doorway and surprise our shadow. All right, Dad. Joe and Mac are now being stalked. Or oh, they can hear his footsteps. Could be the guy from the... Opening titles of Captain Scarlet. Oh, he's got some very nice shoes. Shane Weston. Hi, Mac. What was Mac's plan if that wasn't someone he knew? If that was a genuinely armed, dangerous man? Uh, Professor McLean, I... Uh... No, it's just not good enough. I've always insisted that our private life must not be interfered with. You and Sam Louver follow us here, take the room next to ours, well, Professor McLean, I would remind you that Colonel Henderson is present. I'm sorry, Colonel. It's a security matter. Oh, if only that had been General Henderson, I could have had some fun with that. And how the professor and his son fit into all this. But, but it's still a Shane, uh, Shane Rimmer cameo. That's always fun too. Hello, Sam. Have a nice trip. Oh. Sit down, Sam. I was about to put the professor in the picture. Yeah, the picture can all only right. begin with the words, I have stolen all of the boys' swimming trunks on this island. Whatever you say next is not you. We're you've just oh, About Shane Weston. Miles north here. You're a one. You're nuts. At Benalita, as you probably read in the newspapers, Mac, the new government in this country ordered the World Army to evacuate the base. It's also again the, the another example of the attention to detail of the Century Twenty One team. This over the base for their own use. The characters are talking in front of a open uh, window, and you can see the um, seaside town. Out of the window, uh, on the other side of the bay, but there is there are like flashing lights. I think it's a lighthouse or just other other lights of the city in the distance. It's, it's beautifully done. Try the attack vehicle. Is familiar with the terrain and an expert on the base's defense system. I'm afraid, Mac, Q14, the brain pattern reference I gave you, was not an aquanaut. Then it was you who kept stealing my swimsuits, Uncle Sam. Yes, Joe. Let you go I did. I don't regret it. Now, I'm not even going to apologize. Brought in by submarine tonight. Number one, number two of a world security organization. Everybody, tomorrow. cracking stuff. And this is the footage that I said was uh, reused back in Secret Service: Question of Miracles. I do love this music, though. We have this. Uh, World Navy sub is now unloading a sort of aqua tank type thingy. She's now heading over to the shore. See, this is a, a proper holiday for Joe. Forget the swimming. Forget all that stuff. He's been handed the controls of a World Army tank and told to go and blow stuff up and just kill lots of people. That's his idea of a holiday. We all know that. This is a very cool tank as well, just ploughing its way over the countryside. Whoa! 
Oh, straight through a wall, into a pond. Yeah. Joe's not messing around this week. Professor, where's your son this morning? Joe? Oh, I'd say he's at the controls of the A-14 armored vehicle. Oh, I get it. In his dreams. He's still sleeping, huh? <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. It's one of those things that's kind of charming with this show, but also there's a, a couple of moments where they push it just slightly too far. I think that was one of them. Major, I have an unidentified vehicle registering on the outer alarm circuits. Oh, but I was admiring this painting at the back of the room. Oh, they're sending out a big old tank to intercept Joe. And here we go. I don't... I've never actually sat and compiled a list. ...to investigators just come through. They have visual contact with some sort of armoured vehicle. ...of how many people Joe killed over the course of the series. Uh, it's probably not as many as I've made it out to be on previous occasions. However, whoever is driving this tank... So, you want to play rough, do you? ...picked the wrong day to be on tank duty. Gone. Dead. Murdered by a nine-year-old boy. And whoever they were, they are only the first... The intruder has destroyed the tank. ...of it's several today. Three miles from the base. Sound the general alarm. Launch all available missiles. This does rather feel like a... Almost a sort of rehash of the most special agent, where Joe stole the MiG-242 from a... A Russian base. There were missiles and uh, and such. I, I don't know if these are exactly the same props being reused. I'd be very surprised if they weren't. And although this is um, this is all fairly spectacular stuff, the fact that we go through this portion of the episode, it's just Joe on his own, and the only dialogue is the occasional cut back to uh, baddies at the base. It does make it feel a bit, sort of, um... I don't know, it's... We're not as... I'm not in, as engaged with this as I would be if there was just a bit of character work going on. Anyway, two more tanks. That's minus one tank. Oh, and the second one didn't even get hit because it's already on fire. Wow. So that's the crew of three tanks that Joe has murdered today. But he's still not done. He's still not done. Base to A14. Base to A14. Is there anyone left you haven't killed yet? Switch to automatic control and eject. Switch to automatic and eject. And I really don't like this shot of... Um, Joe ejecting from the model, it looks a bit... Well, the model looks great, but Joe looks um, kind of like a toy. Anyway, the tank has ploughed through the outer fence of the base, which was just a wooden fence, crashed straight through the complex, and... Yeah. Oh, there's the uh, top of the um, uh, mini-sat that landed on Phobos in uh, Captain Scarlet Shadow of Fear, and also... As you can hear, the base is going up in flames. We're once again seeing uh, the destruction of the Dover missile base from the end of Thunderbird 6. 
Which is fine with me, because if you've got a film that looks that spectacular and you know that nobody ever went to see it, why not reuse that footage? Joe and I are staying on. But, Professor, I... Come on, Joe. Let's go and buy those swimming trunks. So this ending is, is rather charming, but I do have two um, little nitpicks with it. Oh, actually three, because I noticed Joe's got a, a speck of paint missing off his ear. Um, yeah, two little nitpicks here. Um, no, actually, actually three. Actually three. One being, so Mac's going to go off and buy Joe those swimming trunks. Uh, unless any of the shops on the island have had a sudden influx of boy swimming trunks probably won't be able to find any. Secondly, he shouldn't have to go and buy any swimming trunks because Shane Weston presumably has them all in his hotel bedroom, I guess. Oh no, it was, it was Sam, wasn't it, who bought them all? Um, but between them, Sam and Shane, they should have more than enough swimming trunks for Joe. And thirdly, there's no point in letting Joe go off swimming because he still doesn't have the brain pattern of an aquanaut. So he could still drown. Other than that, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sounding so negative about this episode, which I'm, I'm not. I really, I really enjoy it. It's um, again just another insight into that that slightly twisted world of, of Win and, and Mac and Joe's relationship with it, and, and Sam and, and Shane. Probably taken to the most unintentionally sinister of extremes here, where. Like I said, the two best secret agents in the world are reduced to stealing a little boy's swimming trunks. Um, still, I'm sure they felt it was all in the cause of world peace. Hmm. 